the highest rated commit in program history. On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about the Cardinals getting a commitment from five-star edge rusher TJ Capers and more. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. What a weekend it was for the Louisville football program on the recruiting trail. Excuse me. If you've already seen the episode about the wide receiving core, you know that there were some commitments on the offensive side of the ball, but that momentum also went into the defensive side where the Cardinals received a commitment from DJ Capers. TJ is a, a top 10 prospect in the class of 2024, the highest rated commit in program history. We'll talk about the significance of that. We'll also talk about Gilbert Frierson um, committing to the Cardinals from Miami and also Miles Slusher, Cardinal transfer commit now headed to Colorado. And then finally, we'll talk about 2024 top 100 prospect Dylan Stevenson, including the Cardinals in his top 10 list cut. So, We'll begin by talking about the biggest news of the weekend, and that's really saying something because there was a lot of huge news for the Cardinals program over the weekend. Jeff Brom and company have been on fire. Shout out to Coach Hova and Coach Nocta uh, for what they've been able to do on the recruiting trail, especially in the South Florida area. Hova was instrumental in this process of uh, recruiting in the South Florida area. Also, Pete Nocta as well. Um, TJ Capers, five-star edge rusher committed to the Cardinals um, during the third quarter of the Adidas All-American Bowl, was uh, zoomed in on national television uh, from his home, and he committed to Louisville over Miami and company. A huge, borderline unprecedented commitment for the University of Louisville. Sure, over the past, they've gotten some five-stars. Michael Bush from my alma mater, Mill High School. Brian Brom from Trinity. Uh, you know, obviously, it's not the first time that Louisville's gotten a player of possibly this caliber, but the highest rated commit in program history. It's significant for the field or for on the field contributions, also for recruiting in general. Let's talk about on the field first. The six foot two, 230 pound edge rusher from Columbus High School in Miami um, is an absolute force on the line of scrimmage. Um, going back to what Andrew Ivins, Southeast recruiting analyst at 24-7 Sports, said about him back in August of this season, projected him as a second, a third round, day two NFL draft selection, compared him to Quay Walker of the Green Bay Packers. This is what he said about TJ Capers, a front seven defender that can do a little bit of everything, already looks college ready with a hulking frame that's a verified 6'2", 230, 
has tested reasonably well for someone his size with a 4.6 in the 40 and a 4.5 short shuttle on record. A thumper that likes to run and hit excels in chase mode on Friday nights as he will hawk down ball carriers or quarterbacks of all different sizes and drag them to the ground. Spent sophomore season working as an OLB in a 4-3 front before getting more and more snaps as a Mike. Looks more than comfortable dropping back into space and has shown on the camp circuit that he's rather serviceable in man-to-man situations as he will hand check and fight for positioning at the catch point. Can sniff out run plays and understands how to stack and shed better than most his age. Could probably be deployed as an off-ball uh, linebacker on Saturdays, but might also grow into a full-time pass rusher depending on how his body fills out over the next few years. Should be viewed as one of the top defensive prospects in the country, um, so on and so forth. So, <clears throat> look, I think that the versatility here is huge for the University of Louisville. I think that, you know, you have a guy who projects as a defensive end, possibly an outside linebacker, a guy that drops back into coverage, so on and so forth. When I watch him, he reminds me a lot of Harold Perkins for LSU. Um, maybe not as uh, dynamic in coverage as Harold Perkins, because in my opinion, Harold Perkins is the best defender in college football as a true freshman or going into his sophomore season for the Tigers. Um, but regardless, I think that TJ Capers, you know, possesses that pursuit ability. Um, very, very solid off the edge. Does a great job of fending off bigger offensive linemen and getting to the quarterback. Um, and like Andrew said, he's solid in coverage as well. So there is a, uh, benefit to that, you know, having the versatility, there's a lot of different ways that he could be deployed in the Cardinals defense. And obviously Jeff Rahm and company have time, uh, to figure that out, um, from the recruiting side of things, obviously granted, you know, to wrap that up, he is a premier level prospect that could absolutely transform a team. We've seen how. Um, star pass rushers can absolutely transform defenses from recruiting. I mean, I don't even think you have to go into what you know, is to be said because it's, you know, it's pretty much, you know, already to the point. Now, granted, here's the thing. It's going to be a battle until signing day. It's not going to be easy. Um, you're going to have to battle Miami. You're going to have to battle all these other prospects for a top 10 prospect in the country. This is the territory that Louisville is now in if they're trying to aspire to get to that next level of recruiting, which they showed that they did in the 2023 class. So to make a long story short, the job's not finished. You have to get the uh, national letter of intent signed, sealed, and delivered, um, whether that's early signing day next December, national signing day next February, hopefully the former. Uh, but regardless, it's going to be tough. But assuming um, that they can hold on to him or even you know, at this point in time, this is a Pierce Clarkson level commitment for the Cardinals, possibly even higher. Now, granted, you know, the Flyville brand makes the Clarkson commitment very significant. It's hard to beat that. But the Cardinals have two recruits committed in the class of 2024 five star edge rusher TJ Capers, four star running back Isaac Brown, both from the South Florida area. We talked about why recruiting in the Sunshine State could be very pivotal for Flyville 24, and now we're seeing it. We're seeing what Hova and company are doing down in the South Florida area, the city of Miami, the surrounding counties, even the state of Florida as a whole. Uh, we'll talk about you know another guy here in the final segment, Dylan Stevenson, top 100 prospect in that class, released a top 10, and the Cardinals are in the top 10 right in the mix for the Columbus star. So, look, I think that the – advantages that you have recruiting wise here is that 
talent wants to go play with other top talent. We've seen it in basketball, football, all sports. So I get that. Um, it also shows that whatever Flyville is doing, they're doing it very successfully, and they're you know even serving as kind of a pioneer on the NIL front in some senses. So uh, shout out to Zach Soskin and company, um, Steve Clarkson, so on and so forth. But this is such a huge commitment from, from a gravity standpoint, the gravity of getting a top 10 commit. Granted, Ruben Owens was a huge commit, uh, five-star running back, number one running back in the country. Um, I'm not going to sit here and downplay or diminish the significance of that. I just think that this is a little bit more significant when you look at it being, number one, highest-rated program commit in history so far. Um, number two, a guy from the South Florida area. It's a place that you have been uh, trying to get back into that you know, pipeline that was very, very solid, and even if take it to the next level and even dominate you know, recruiting in Miami. You're seeing a guy like Isaac Brown, who no disrespect to him, he's a four-star rated guy, but he's only ranked on like the top 20 or so or top 30. You go out and you get TJ Capers, who is one of the most premier elite prospects, not only in the country, but in that area. That's huge because it shows other prospects. It's like, okay, whatever Louisville's doing, they're doing it for real. And like I said, top talent wants to go play with other top talent. So it would not surprise me if TJ Capers' commitment is enough influence alone to get other guys to where they will at least come visit the program. Um, I'm not saying that the Cardinals are going to get a commitment from every prospect in the state of Florida or, you know, all the top guys. I mean, but what I'm saying is that this is such a huge opportunity. It's such a momentum shifting, gravity changing commitment in the 2024 class because you're starting this class off with a bang, right? So we'll see how, um, you know, what's the trickle down effect from a commitment from TJ Cabers, but huge on the field and in the recruiting realm for Jeff Brom and company. Um, but that wasn't the only defensive news over the weekend. Uh, Miami defensive back transfer Gilbert Frierson is in. Arkansas transfer Louisville commit turned Colorado commit Miles Slusher is out. We'll talk about what is the safety and secondary room looking like next season here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn Jobs. Look, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, experiences to help you achieve those goals. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to post your job in front of the most qualified candidates. It makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen of the day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, hearing from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and even players, Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
So some moving parts in the current Cardinal secondary ahead of the 2023 season. Uh, on the early parts of the weekend, Miami defensive back Gilbert Frierson announced that he was transferring to the Cardinals program. Six foot one, 210-pound native of Coconut Grove, Florida. Has had sort of an interesting career down in Coral Gables with the Hurricanes. Um, judging based upon how Miami fans have really kind of uh, perceived his career at Miami. It seems like it's not so much of him not necessarily living up to expectations, but more so the scheme not necessarily being the greatest, the coaching staff not necessarily being able to tap into that potential. And that's not just the case with Gilbert Frierson. Um, it seems like that was a common issue under Manny Diaz, even becoming a common issue now under Mario Cristobal. So, uh, but the talent is there, you know, a former top 200 prospect in the class of 2018. This past season didn't necessarily have all that great of a year. He only had three total tackles. Um, he had one interception. Uh, but you look at what he did from 2019 to 2021. 15 tackles in 2019, 53 in 2020, 41 in 2021. He had two sacks in 2020, uh, one in 2021, uh, seven pass deflections in that time. So, um, you know, originally recruited as a safety or a defensive back, kind of slid into a hybrid linebacker role, um, <clears throat> which kind of fits what I think Jeff Rom and company are looking to do defensively. It seems like the vibes are that Louisville's going to go with a 4-2-5 base formation, which utilizes the versatility of defensive backs. So, I don't necessarily think that we're going to see Gilbert Frierson play more as a traditional safety. I think that's more going to be towards Devin Neal Jr. Uh, from Baylor, uh, Josh Minkins, and uh, MJ Griffin. We're going to see Gilbert Frierson probably play what Miles Slusher uh, was going to play. Obviously, Miles Slusher committed to the Cardinals program a couple weeks ago, um, transferring. Sorry, I have to pop my back. My back is really hurting today. Um. Miles Slusher transferring from Arkansas, um, seemingly solid in his commitment. And then it seemed like over the past week or so, there was kind of concern as to whether or not he was going to stick with the Cardinals. And the writing was on the wall when he took a visit to um, Deion Sanders, Colorado, uh, Buffalo this past weekend and um, committed shortly after on Sunday. So um, I honestly think that this – Probably could be like a one-for-one one swap. I think that maybe this is a move that Jeff Brom you know, foresaw and was like, okay, if Miles Slusher is going to leave, I'm going to bring in a guy that maybe he didn't play the same role that Slusher played the last season at Arkansas, but I think he could play the role that we were going to designate for him here at Louisville. Um, Slusher, obviously one of the brighter spots on that Arkansas secondary that wasn't necessarily all that great. Uh, apparently, according to Arkansas fans, you know, some believe that he was a big loss. Others were kind of welcoming it, welcoming it because of, you know, you know, maybe some tackling issues, so on and so forth. But regardless, uh, that's neither here nor there because he's going to Colorado, so it really doesn't matter. But insert Gilbert Friars, and I think that um, this is just another move for Jeff Brom. Obviously, I think playing a little bit of damage control for the Miles Slusher uh, transfer, but also it's not just, you know, Gilbert's only good enough if Miles is gone. I think that 
you know, there's a route for Gilbert to play even with Miles Slusher. I think you're going to see Gilbert play at linebacker at times. You could see him play in the slot, um, you know, whatever may have you, maybe it's safety at some times. It's all about versatility for the defensive back position in a 4-2-5 base package. Um, so who knows exactly what we're going to see, um, you know, out of Frierson, but a player that had over a hundred tackles in his career at the power five level might not necessarily be an all ACC caliber player at the next, uh, at the Louisville, um, you know, at Louisville in the Louisville defense. But I find it interesting that it seems like the consensus from Miami fans, it's that, you know, it was kind of almost like malpractice for the coaching staff on how they utilized, um, you know, uh, uh, Gilbert Frierson. It's very interesting to look at this move. And, you know, a lot of times you have to take everything with a grain of salt when you look at looking at what former fan bases of a certain player have said, because a lot of times there's jealousy, there's bitterness, there's, you know, people being upset, so on and so forth. But <clears throat> I think that there's also some, some, true insight that you can look into and kind of uh, get an idea uh, of what kind of a player you're getting. And it seems like almost the consensus is that Miami's coaching staff didn't really do him any favors. We saw the past year, 2020 was kind of a lost year for Frierson. So it makes sense that he's transferring, but from 2019 to 2021, you know, you saw that versatility. Apparently, you know, he was solid in um, passing situations, you know, dropping back into coverage, you know, even, even trying to get back to the line of scrimmage, you know, getting in that situation. But I'm excited to see. Um, I'm encouraged that, um, you know, maybe his lack of production this year wasn't necessarily more so on him, but maybe not necessarily fitting the scheme that Mario Cristobal and company want to run down in Coral Gables. So um, I'm excited. I think that this is a solid move, sort of like a Miles Slusher addition. Um, I, I don't think, you know, there's anything lost here. For the Cardinals, you know, you lose a guy like Slusher, who was going to project to probably be a starter. Now, Frierson, at the very least, in my opinion, is going to be a player in the two deep that's going to see a lot of significant snaps, going to play in some big time positions, so on and so forth. But I like that uh, versatility at linebacker as well, because that's another issue. Sure, you have Monty Montgomery probably being back. Stan Quan Clark is extremely talented, four star signee from the Miami area. But it's hard to rely on a true freshman linebacker to come in and be able to start right away. And outside of Stan Quan Clark, you have guys like TJ Quinn, Jalen Alderman, KJ Cloyd, so on and so forth, Jackson Hamilton, that have still yet to prove themselves. So if you can have a guy like Gilbert Frierson come into the mix, uh, you know, 6'1", 2'10", maybe a little bit smaller as a traditional middle linebacker, but maybe kind of slides into an outside linebacker position at times, might in some points of the season maybe play in the middle um it really just kind of depends on um how jeff brom uh ron english mark hagan so on and so forth how the coaching staff as a whole views frierson as a player and i'm interested to see um you know the the role that is projected for him as well because this is an interesting one but nonetheless I mean, maybe the South Florida connection doesn't necessarily stop at uh, the high school ranks. Obviously, D. Wiggins the year prior. Now you go out and you get another Power Five guy that has over a hundred, um, you know, has over a hundred tackles to his name in the collegiate ranks. So I think that that's just extremely solid, and I'm I'm extremely encouraged to see what what is to occur. But I think that this is just another move from Brom 
and the staff of getting ready players into this defense to go after a season next year where a schedule is not necessarily the hardest. So trying to possibly flirt with double-digit wins, we'll see. But great addition for Gilbert Frierson. Hate to see Miles Slusher go to Colorado, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, but for the final segment of the show, we'll jump back into the high school ranks where four-star defensive end Dylan Stevenson included the Cardinals in his top 10. We'll talk about the significance of that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet on the Line. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends of every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, basketball, and more. We've got it all covered at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find um, those at BetOnline.net. As well, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Hope that's not what I was looking for. There we go. So, heading into the final segment of the show, talking about top 100 prospect Dylan Stevenson, including the Cardinals in his top 10, along with. With Georgia, Florida State, Nebraska, Miami, Michigan State, Michigan, Tennessee, and Penn State. Um, some notable things to focus on here. Dylan Stevenson, um, obviously a teammate of TJ Capers at Columbus High School in Miami. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Brom and company went down to Miami a couple weeks ago and met with... Uh, um, <clears throat> the Columbus high school players, uh, John Heron, uh, coach Hova has also, um, you know, been very, very instrumental in the South Florida area. But one thing that I found interesting before we talk about Stevenson as a prospect, TJ, TJ Caper said yesterday that he committed twice to Louisville. He committed to coach Scott Satterfield and company, and then they left. And then he had to meet the new staff and then he committed to Brom. So it seems like, Sure, the coaching staff has been huge, but they're definitely buying into this Flyville brand. And that is something that's big to focus on as well. Dylan Stevenson, as a prospect, ranked as the 92nd best player in the country, 8th best edge rusher, 16th in the state of Florida. Shows you how potent the state of Florida is in terms of talent. Um, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, 6'4", 215-pound edge rusher. When you watch his film, very explosive off the edge, does a good job of utilizing his hands, neutralizes opposing offensive linemen uh, with his ability to swipe um, your hands and being able to you know utilize his spin move. Just very, very solid in pursuit. Uh, just solid when it comes to getting into the opposing backfield. Obviously, he's going to have to add some more weight uh, at the college ranks, but he's only a junior. So, you know, you have another year of in the weight room in the high school ranks, and then Louisville's, you know, been known for having a solid, um, you know, uh, strength and conditioning program as well. So I think that, you know, he's going to be a guy that needs to get his body uh, filled out and his frame filled out to where he can produce consistently against bigger offensive linemen. But regardless, I think he has the tenacity, has the pursuit and explosiveness, a very solid edge rusher, obviously top 10 has some, or top 100 has some solid size. And not to mention from Columbus high school, who else from Columbus high school? I just said TJ capers. It's definitely momentum that's being found. You know, John Heron has been huge 
on the recruiting trail, Pete Nocta as well, so on and so forth. Um, but you're starting to see Louisville continue to tap in to the South Florida area. And um, like I said, I think that, you know, there's no timeline, obviously just releasing a top 10. The focus now is going to be getting him on campus possibly this fall for a visit um, and just continuing to increase that momentum in the South Florida area because this is just a huge development. Obviously, it started with Isaac Brown. He's staying committed. Um, You know, you have TJ Capers as well. Um, And now with two commitments, a top 20 class with only two commitments, um, you're looking to continue that momentum. So hopefully this is just a sign to come that more and more South Florida players, maybe, you know, maybe they don't go to Louisville because it's going to be hard to get guys from Miami. It's going to be hard to get guys from the state of Florida. But if you're able to get, you know, five or six of those highly rated guys and get more of those that are seriously looking at Louisville, it's where they've never looked at Louisville before and maybe it's not happened at this rate and so on and so forth. But Look, I'm extremely excited because I think that this is the tip of the iceberg. I think that the pendulum is swinging now. Uh, the first domino has fallen, and it is a big domino in TJ Capers. And not to mention, you can't take away the significance of having Isaac Brown also committed, a highly rated four-star prospect in the Miami area. So you've got two guys. Obviously, Ford is not going to be the only place they look at in the country in terms of recruiting because Jeff Brom's going to, you know, look at local recruiting, you know, going back to the California area and in, in the talent hotbeds across the country, Georgia, Texas, uh, Ohio, so on and so forth, even Indiana. So uh, regardless, this is a huge um, development, but obviously the top or the highest rated recruit commit in program history in TJ Capers. We also, also talked about Gilbert Frierson from Miami transferring in. And uh, Miles Slusher from Arkansas decommitting from Louisville and going to Colorado. Also talked about four-star top 100 edge rusher Dylan Stevenson, including Louisville in his top 10 list cut. Tomorrow's episodes, we'll talk more and more about recruiting because seemingly there's more stuff to talk about. So um, with that being said, everyone have a great start to your week. We'll see you right back here 